Hello, my beautiful friend, and welcome back to the Spiritual Boss Babe podcast, or welcome if it is your first time listening. In today's episode, I have the amazing Tia Lynn here with me, and I'm excited because I don't think I've ever had anyone on yet that really goes into sexuality and releasing sexual shame. And that is a lot of what we talk about in today's episode. Tia Lynn is a TEDx speaker and host of the podcast Sexy Biz Babe and is a women's empowerment coach and clothing line owner of Static Threads. She loves to help women own their sexy confidence, have more pleasure, and make more money by being their true selves. Tia's methods are known to help women break out of shame, own their confidence in the bedroom and the boardroom, and have the best sex of their life. I'm excited for you to dive into this episode. I know you will get a lot out of it, as always, and I'm excited to hear when you listen. So be sure to tag me over on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe. Without further ado, let's welcome Tia onto the show. Real quick, I just want to make sure that you know that I have a couple amazing in-person quantum breakthrough experiences coming up in September and November. You can learn more and apply to come to the next in-person retreat in the show notes. These experiences are super transformational, incredibly activating, nourishing, connective, and so much freaking fun. They blend the inner work, the quantum manifestation, the plant medicine magic, and intuitive business masterminding. I would love to see you at the next one. If you want to learn more, go visit the show notes and apply today. Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Welcome to the show, Tia. I'm so excited to have you here and I'm really looking forward to where this conversation goes. I know it's going to be incredibly powerful and activating for anyone listening and I'm so grateful that you are here to share your magic and wisdom. Yay, I'm excited to be here. So I know you are really passionate about supporting other women with embracing their sexuality, their pleasure, their expression. I want to hear a little bit about your backstory first and kind of just like give people a little insight on your journey of embracing your own sexuality and letting go of shame and and how you kind of started infusing this into your business and your message and what that has all looked like. I know you yes. have a life story, but like the snippets <laughs> of like the, you know, the, the juicy parts. Yeah, compact version, all about it. 
So I'm originally from Utah, born and raised, lived there for 26 years. Not only that, but I grew up in a very small town. So predominantly religious, Mormon, and very judgmental area. I'm all about different religions, and I believe that there's good in all of them. But just the religion and the shame and the judgment aspect, I do not enjoy. And so growing up, I always felt like I was like too much and too extra and just didn't feel like it was okay to be me. Um, This is not by my mom. My mom actually like let me embrace myself, but more society and religion and the people around me. There was just lots of shame around sexuality, what I wear, what I dress, um, just a lot of judgment around all of that and being like a woman pretty much. Um, So all of that was very taboo. And even as a kid, I've always danced and I have a lot of like charisma. Even when I was younger, I have like sass. I have like little videos. And so it's kind of sexier. And I just felt a lot of shame. And it wasn't until I was really challenging my beliefs grown up as a born-again Christian and really trying to see different perspectives. And I was looking into shadow work. And that happened because I was starting to judge a woman who was dancing like too sexy in my mind. And I, I noticed my judgment of her. And I was like, whoa, like, why am I judging her? And then I realized that part of what she was expressing in her sexy side and dancing and being free was something that I desired. So I I started like growing and doing personal development and shadow work. And it really transformed my life. Wow. That sounds really powerful. Um, I have a friend who's from Utah as well, and I know that I've heard lots of things around, you know, the whole culture there and what have you. So I can only imagine how that must have felt. Um, But it's really powerful that you said that your awareness of your judgment of another woman inspired more of the shadow work. Can you dive into that? Because I feel like, I mean... I think we've all dealt with like the sisterhood wound, right? Mm -hmm. You know, catty women growing up and, you know, maybe we were that catty woman at one point or another as well. And I think that um, many of us on this path have come to heal that in a multitude of ways within ourselves and with others, Um, you know, women supporting women, like rising together, all of that. And there is and can still be some of that shadow aspects that do come up and it's a powerful opportunity to turn the mirror back on ourselves and say, okay, like what's going on? So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that from your experience. So I'm not exactly sure when this started, but I traveled to seven countries and I just, you know, it kind of like woke me up. Like I was super Christian, super born again, super like Yeah, in that. And when I came back, I just wanted to understand other religions. And I heard of Till Swan. And so I started learning about shadow work. So she's kind of what got the idea of me. And then 
you know, that idea to like kind of look inward and like figure out what this is because it was a triggering emotion. Like Mm -hmm. it was like intense. Like the first time it happened that was like really stuck in my mind was my colleague and friend, how free she was, how like open sexually she was and how she would feel free to have sex with other people. That was the first one. And I was like, there was a lot of emotions and I didn't like it. And so I think learning about shadow work, I remember looking it up and doing the exercise and realizing that that was part of me that need that really desired to be expressed, to feel free, that there wasn't like a box or a rule or I was wrong. So that's kind of what opened it up. And now I'm like, wait, what was the question? <laughs> um, just more on your, your experience of like diving deeper into the shadow work from judging yeah. people and like, So when I did that, it felt healing because there used to be this like, it felt like a wall between her and I, and we were best friends at the time. Mm. It felt like there was this like, you're wrong and I'm supposedly right. And I don't know, it felt weird. It felt like we couldn't connect. It felt like I was judging her. It didn't feel good because she was my good friend. So after I did this, it kind of opened the awareness of she's not hurting anybody. She's just enjoying herself. She feels free. What if I felt free? What if I could do it maybe in a different way than her? And then I started doing that and exploring it. And I had to go kind of both sides, see what worked for me. I'm not going to be her. I'm just Mm going to be a little bit more free, a little bit more expressed. And it felt really good. And it brought us closer. Mm, I can actually relate. I had a similar experience with another, with a good friend of mine as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And I found myself feeling like little pangs of jealousy. And it wasn't because it was mostly because she was so free in sharing her message and being a leader and like really owning her stuff. And I felt like I couldn't at that point. Like I felt like I didn't have it in me, whatever. And Mm -hmm. I would, I would find myself getting really jealous. And it was cool though, because, because she was a close friend, like how you said it, it inspired me to like really look a little bit deeper of, okay, what, why am I holding myself back in, you know, really owning it? Like, what am I scared of? Like, you know, and so mm-hmm. it's really cool how we can use other people as mirrors in, in a sense to for, to grow in our own way. Yeah, that was like a big, a big uh, experience that had a domino effect for me because I, yeah, it just shifted so much. And without that, I don't know what would have brought that because I do feel like this is my journey. This is my purpose, but it was just so strong with her. Wow. And so what are, I know you support other people a lot with like breaking out of shame and like embracing their sexuality and their pleasure. What are some ways that you, here's, here's one part of the question first. Let's start here. What are some common things that you see play out in people when it comes to the shame that they may be carrying? Oftentimes when going back, It's something as a child Mm -hmm. where they were like a kid, maybe touching their private parts. And they're like, no, that's bad. That's wrong. 
and they're so little and you know, you, you're very impressionable. So then you are like, Oh no, don't touch that. Oh. And then when you get older, you kind of have that, have that in the back of your mind. Like it's bad. It's wrong. Or religion. This often comes up in adult married women that maybe got married really young or with religion and just went straight into it. And that's when they started having sex is that sex is for procreation. Sex Mm -hmm. is wrong. And that women aren't really supposed to have pleasure. You're supposed to be just, you know, serving a purpose of making kids. And that was really prominent in Utah. Mm. So these women get married. I know that's why I'm so like fired up about this is because I just witnessed it so much. And so I just, it hurts my heart. It's like if God gave you a clitoris with 12,000 nerve endings, like he wants you to have pleasure. Like your God wants you to have pleasure. So just breaking out of that is a process because Mm. it's so in our head. Even if you don't think of it, it's back there and it's kind of like a a wall <laughs> between you and pleasure. Like mm. you may not know, but it's there. If you constantly feel like you can't let loose in the bedroom, you can't like reach orgasm, there's a block, there's stress, you can't like try your desires and open up to pleasure, there's something there usually. <laughs> mm. And how do you, you, how do you, how do people get to the core of like what that is? Yeah. So it's a multitude of things. It's shadow work, working through those mindset beliefs that are stuck in your brain, kind of disproving them because even just like money or business, we have these beliefs and we keep replaying them. So kind of remaking them, working on that mindset aspect, and then introducing pleasure in a way that works for you. So through working with women, I've really found that we don't prioritize our pleasure. We tend to prioritize others. Mm. And that's a key component is really understanding what you desire, what you like, and making time and space to learn what that is. Even if you're 30, even if you're 40, mm-hmm. that's 50, a 60. Yeah. Cause like sometimes you might not know what that actually is if you haven't even opened up to it or explored Mm -hmm. it or allowed yourself to even go there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, interesting. This has been like a new, newer part of my journey, I guess you can say like, I've like in the last, I guess, couple years, I've been delving deeper into like sexual healing and like being more open to like exploring, okay, what, what does that all look like? You know, like liberation. And uh, it's very interesting. Um, It's a very interesting journey. That's really exciting also. It's so amazing. (laughs) It's so juicy. Like you transform as a person once you're sexually liberated. Like you're a whole different free dynamic expressed. It's just different. Like I've watched some of my coaches like that. I used to be like, Ooh, I wish I could work with her. Like there's a block and I want to, I want to help her like be free and liberated and sexually aroused with life. Even like you can just see it, feel it. So yeah, I love this work. It's 
powerful because sexual energy is life force energy. Mm-hmm. What do you feel is that big shift that you notice in people when they are more liberated? I'm curious. Is it just like okay. an energy, a feeling? Is it like a way they carry themselves? Yes. It's a way that they carry themselves as like, I don't give a fuck what other people think. And just like this, it could be giddy and like powerful, but like sexy. But then what I've noticed is the ones that own it just have this magnetism and allure and just so confident in who they are. Because Mm -hmm. when you take away the sexual shame, it's so freeing. Um, I don't want to say names, but one of my fave coaches, um, I could just feel it in her and I could feel the filter. I could feel the mask. Mm -hmm. And this year she broke up with a past ex that kind of shamed her and maybe didn't allow her to be this like sexually liberated. But now she's like giddy and fun and like sharing her naughty aspects and like, you can just see her joy and you can see her liberation and you could see her energy. So that shift was very obvious. Mm, that makes sense. That makes all the sense. And I I feel like uh, just even letting go of any sexual shame is, is linked in general to shame period and being fully expressed and being able to just really own who you are in all regards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just really powerful. Um, I don't know if you've done like sexual manifesting, but I, like sex own. magic. <laughs> I haven't done it with anyone else yet. Yeah. It's very potent. They don't have to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, orgasmic manifestation. Yeah. Or sex magic. Is it the same thing? Similar or both? Yeah. Yeah. All just different names, but very like talk about powerful, that? potent energy. Yeah. So sometimes I'll do this in the shower. Sometimes I'll do it with partners. Sometimes I'll do it just honestly, it's kind of the similar feeling if you're getting a high dancing, you mm. know, like just getting that oh, sexy, powerful energy. But when you do it with orgasm or pre-orgasm, when you're starting to feel this like rush of pleasure, mm-hmm. like you're just like, oh, this feels so good. Oh my goodness. Yes. You think of something that you really desire. And mm-hmm. then you think of like having it and feeling it like, oh, I just signed a 5k client. Oh, I just manifested a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend that loves me. Oh, I just got engaged. Oh, it feels so good. I have a ring on my finger, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You like visualize it and feel it. And honestly, that's what like gets me over the edge sometimes. And you just like continue to visualize it, feel it, bring it into your reality right then. And it's just really powerful. I usually try and visualize like a specific moment, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, maybe money coming in, maybe holding hands with somebody I love. That could be a very specific thing that you desire. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Like going on vacation, you could like visualize like being on the beach while it happens. And you're just like, oh, being on the beach. Oh, the sun in my face because you really desire it. And yeah, it's just really potent, that energy. And so you, you typically you're supposed to like visualize it and, and feel into the energy, like as you're building up. And then once you are, you know, at the peak, um, you basically send all of it to that reality. Yeah. Yeah. Just feel into it more. 
Just let it like go through your body. Sometimes I've noticed in the past, I'll like get excited and then I, I stop focusing on it. Um, or it is kind of harder to focus on it with a partner because you're like all in the moment. Yeah. So, you know, be gentle with yourself, but yeah, just really feeling that energy. And as the pleasure builds, it's just like, kind of like exponential. Like it's like building and building with multiple pleasure. I started doing a lot of that more in the last, I shared this post actually a while back where I, I didn't have sex for two years wow. um, until like I broke that in October, but <laughs> I didn't have sex for two years. And it was so vulnerable for me to like share that because it was partially, it was not, it was like I wanted to, but I didn't want to just with anyone. And I had, I didn't come across anyone who I felt pulled to allow inside of me. You know what I mean? Yes. Um. And so like I had different hookups and stuff, but like I, I didn't, I didn't have sex for two years. And in the beginning I was like feeling so shitty about it. I was feeling lonely. I was like feeling undesired. I was, I cried myself to sleep a few times. Like I, it really got to me after a little bit and I moved through so many emotions, so many things, so much shame. Yeah. I decided to deepen my self-pleasure practice. Mm -hmm. And through that journey, I realized I, I like let go of so much shame and like all kinds of things and was just really present with my body and redefining or recreating my relationship with myself sexually and like what I wanted and all of that. And it was, I did a lot of the orgasmic manifestation stuff and it was just so powerful to experience. It was something something that I want to actually probably talk more about soon, which I guess I guess here's the debut on, on my podcast. Yeah. But it um it was such it's such a powerful journey and experience to really deeply connect with yourself in that way and discover what it is that you like, what it is that you're excited to allow in and just be present with your body and the sensations of pleasure outside of, you know, whatever old feelings of shame, blah, 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 that have been there in the past. It was yeah. free. It's so freeing. And there's just so many levels of pleasure, which I used to think I had like good, great sex. Let's just say I did. <laughs> you know, you have sex, you enjoy yourself, you the partner gets off. Maybe you get off. Okay. You enjoy it. So you think that's good sex. Um, as I've done this work, I've just gone to this level of, as a woman, surrender and submission into the pleasure where you reach new levels, like multiple orgasms, squirting, cervical, um, and just this embodiment and this surrender that is like hard to describe. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but when I experience it with a partner, it brings up their primal urges and it's like so delicious. And I would not have been able to achieve that in the past because in the past I was like, okay, like this is fun, like almost performative and like, oh, it's good. And I'm having a good time, but I wasn't connecting deeply Mm -hmm. with the partner. I wasn't like taking 
on their full energy and like going through that circle of life, like Mm. really feeling into that because there was a wall. Yeah. There was, yeah, of connection and shame and all these things. That makes so much sense. It's like you can reach a completely different level of intimacy, Mm -hmm. not just physically, but in in a multitude of ways. Mm-hmm. When you are when you are really connected with yourself and you know you don't have the the walls up and the blocks, that's something that I'm really excited to continue exploring and and diving into because there is so much to it. Have you, yeah. have you done your uh, the erotic blueprint? I'm sure. Yes, I was going to ask you what yours is. Mine yours is energetic. Oh, yours is energetic. I could totally yeah. see that. Yes. Have you and learned? So knowing that. And by the way, for everyone listening, if you haven't done the erotic blueprint, you should totally check it out. Just Google it. Google erotic blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a free version and a paid one. I did the paid one mm-hmm. to get the full you know, thing. But I before I did the energetic or, or the erotic blueprint, I was with someone for a brief period of time. We were together for like three months. It wasn't like a, an aligned thing like for long term. But what I did learn in that short period of time was a completely different depth of myself sexually because I think he was an energetic as well. And and the way that things felt and things were like, we could make out for hours and I didn't even need him to touch me anywhere. And mm-hmm. I I was like about to like, you know, orgasm. And I, yeah. I just felt so freaking aroused because of the slow, like, feather like making out like eye gazing whatever and i i never really experienced that before i did like a kind of once before that once before that literally because i guess it was someone else who was more energetic mm-hmm. and and maybe also because i was more in tune with myself at these points so it was a combination mm-hmm. but it showed me more of what I actually really like, like, yeah, you know, like the, the anticipation, the tease, mm-hmm. the, you know, and, and then I learned about the erotic blueprint and I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. Yeah. Like it, and I get it now that I feel a little closed if things move too fast, because it's like, I'm not, you know, you gotta really warm me up <laughs> or yeah. like, I have to feel connected in a multitude of ways, but it really opened my eyes to like, okay, this makes so much more sense now. All right, cool. And yeah, it was great. Yeah. I'm so thankful for something that's easy to share with my clients and just be like, here you go. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it brings acceptance and freedom. And also you can just kind of a guide to dive deeper. So Mm -hmm. there's um, energetic, kinky, sensual, and sexual, sexual and shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. So I'm shapeshifter, and so I'm all of them. Mm. And so I'm like the pro at all of them, and I want all of them. Mm-hmm. But and then kinky is like the push of mm-hmm. the taboo. So like anything that's like a little bit edgy, it could just be having sex in public. But you like to push taboos. There's not like one way, and. When I learned that, it also brought me a lot of acceptance because I was always wondering why, because I would always take on my partner. So like if I was with Mm. you or with someone that's energetic, I would take on the energetic. But then over time, I'm like missing something. And it's because I want pieces of all of them. 
Mm. or I want them all at once. Mm -hmm. So understanding that made me feel like I used to think I was like a natural cheater, which I didn't cheat, but like I felt that inside of me. Mm. And then once I learned that, I'm like, okay, I just have to like make sure to do these other aspects to keep me satisfied and like try other things and not only be with one type of person and one type of sex. So yeah. That just helped a lot. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the, the erotic blueprints. Super helpful. Yeah. I feel like you, I feel like also I can see how it plays out in other aspects of my life. Like, oh yeah, it does make sense that I'm an energetic. Cause like, you know, it just, I could just see it in different areas of my life or friends that I have that are sensual. Like they're all about like their environment looking a certain way and this and that. I'm like, oh, okay. It, it It's interesting. Yeah. No, I love it. It really helps even understand your partners. So people listening, go check it out, like learn about it and then have your partner look it up too. <laughs> yeah. I'll post a link to the erotic blueprint in the show notes too. So it's easier. Um, Let's shift gears a little bit and uh, bring merge together the pleasure, the sexiness and business. Because I know mm -hmm. you started doing that and you shared that you were do you were doing you rebranded essentially to mm -hmm. the sexy biz babe. Mm -hmm. Not I don't know how long ago you said, but I would love to truly share a little bit about that because you were doing a lot of marketing and things before. And then you were like, all right, I'm going to finally own it because this is me and this is what I want to share. Yeah. Share a little bit more about that and then we'll go. Yeah. So it's still my website, levelupwithtia.com is like my old brand. Mm -hmm. And there was a point that it didn't feel like me. And I did hire coaches that helped me see myself, that challenged me to go for it. And I remember the first one that I hired, she was like, I know this may be weird, but and she was like, I'm pretty psychic. You need to own your sexy side. Like, that's you. That's your drive. Like, that's what drew me to you. And like, what makes you stand out? And I was like, okay, but I'm a business coach. Like, sexy and business, they're separate, you know? You're not supposed to be sexy in business. And that was in my brain. And then she was like, I challenge you to twerk in a video online and talk about business. And like, share a video of you doing poll. But then talk about business and how dancing has taught you about life and business. And so I did that over and over. And I also did it in your group. You and there was so much like engagement and feedback and connection. And I was like, whoa. And so I just kept pushing those edges of owning who I was in that sexy side. And then there was a point that I was like, you know what? Sexy and business, maybe it does go together. And I was like, maybe sexy biz babe. Mm -hmm. I think I played with different words, but I asked my audience about four-ish years ago, um, and I was like, hey, should I name myself this? And most people voted no, mm. but I knew it in my heart. Like, I pictured future version, and I knew that was part of my purpose, was to help women own their sexuality and their sexy side. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it anyways. And, you know, four-ish, five years later, I now have a TED Talk on it. My podcast is oh. more on sexy side. Um, and lots of women now bring up sex and sexy side in their business and their dancing. Mm -hmm. And I saw the shift. Yeah, it's – I feel like it's way more in the open now for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's cool that you listen to your intuition, even though people were like, no, don't – like. 
I love that you did that. And it's, um, so, and you've been doing this thing for a while. It's, it's cool to hear, like I was saying yesterday that you've been in my group for a while too, and Mm -hmm. have just grown and put yourself out there in such a powerful way over the years. It's really awesome. Yeah. You were like my practice group, the spiritual boss babes or boss babe. I like, I remember posting my first video about pole dancing, breaking my back in business. Like it's probably Mm -hmm. still there. And it was like the practice point because it wasn't fully public and just sharing my true self. It's crazy because I feel like I don't have as many edges to push anymore. So I'm not as excited, (laughs) but like that year, I just had the best content. Like (laughs) it was so fun. You can always repurpose it. And, and, oh, yeah. And continue. I do. I should reshare that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you have an, an, an overflow of ideas. And so when it comes to bringing sexiness into your business, what does that look like? Like, how do we bring more pleasure, more expression, and all of our feminine magical energy into our business? How do the two relate? What does that look like? I'm sure it's different for everybody, but I would love to hear your whole take on it. Yeah. So I've been in corporate marketing and everybody understands, you know, work hard to make money, work hard to make money. You have to almost be stressed and anxious and work, 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 work really hard. And there was a point about four years ago that I did that work hard, work hard, work hard. I didn't allow any pleasure. I stopped dancing. I stopped working out because I didn't feel like I deserved it because Mm -hmm. I wasn't making money. And I was doing all the right things. Like I've been in marketing for years and nothing was working. And so I was like, fuck it. Like nothing's working. I can't like, might as well try something different. And so I started following my joy and my purpose and making things fun. And Like if you do a launch, ask yourself, what would make this more fun for you? I always ask myself that question. Yeah. What would make this more fun for my audience? What can I do today to bring in pleasure for myself before I start work? So whatever that is for you, it just, it's completely transformational because one of my clients, she hated video. She hated, and every single coach she hired was like, get on video and then jump on calls. And every single coach she hired was like, do it. This is the way. And I, when I worked with her, I'm like, well, what do you like the most? She's like audio and writing. And I was like, stop with all the other coaches BS and just focus on audio and writing. She signed 80 people to her program before she'd never. Yeah. From audio and writing. Yes. So there's no right way. It's like what's right for you and what brings you pleasure. Mm. I think that that is super important. And also I have like a little follow-up question because I think that that's really important. And for me, what comes up also is I know that sometimes people can get into the, their fear space and think, oh, this is what's right for me. And like, it's really just fear. Yeah. What do you say to that? You know, because it's, that's totally valid. And then there's like, oh, well, how do I know? I'm not just holding myself back because, you know, I'm scared. 
And yeah. if, if you are, that's okay too. You could do baby steps, but like, how do you support yeah. them knowing the difference of that? I feel like everybody's different. And through working with clients, I know there's certain ones I can push mm. and certain ones that they are not going to budge and that's them. And so with certain clients, I'm like, okay, well, fear is also the same feeling as excitement. So what if you just like feel that fear and then you do it anyways? Like, how does that feel? And they're like, oh, okay, it's like an edge, but I could do it. Mm-hmm. Those are like a fuck yes. This particular client was like already trying all those things and she hated mm-hmm. it and it made her miserable. It made her want to die. Oh, like geez. that's that's where it's like, no, this isn't just fear. This is like she hates it. Like <laughs> this is not her. This makes yeah. her like literally want to curl in a ball. So mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like there's there's a, a line for sure. Yeah. Are you into human design? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a generator. She was, I think, a projector. Yeah. I've been bringing a lot more human design into everything too, because it's just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Generators, I feel like, yeah, follow into that joy, follow into that what brings you fun. And then yes, some things you just got to toss in there. Like I don't do a ton of email, but I still do it, even though I don't love it. I love that you're all about like breaking the rules and kind of doing things your own way. Uh, what are some what are some unconventional things that you like to do that go against the grain a little bit in business? In business. Ooh. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. Well, I would say, you know, earlier on it was talking about sex and business obviously. And then I don't feel like anything's really too taboo. It's just like feeling into what my edge is at that moment and what that joy is. So some crazy things that would maybe sound crazy for people listening is that some of my best clients did come to me from a twerk video, a pole dancing video. Mm -hmm. And then they found out I was a business coach and they were like pretty like a mom, a Christian mom with kids, she hired me because I was dancing and pole dancing online talking about like business. So that's pretty taboo. Um, And I had multiple people do that. Like even like a real estate agent was like hired me. So you never know. And also what are some um, common things that you have experienced on the flip side of that, that you feel have been stifling in your business. Cause I remember we were talking about before on the podcast that you were on that people, that you were tired of people saying, Oh, you got to do it this way. Da, 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 da. And I feel like a lot of people experience that. Yeah. So on the flip side of, of what? Like on the flip side of what you were saying of like the 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 things that you do that are against the, the grain, feeling free in your business, what are some things that you have realized yourself and in other people that feel constrictive? Mm-hmm. I'm, I want to give people that are listening the opportunity to hear the liberating aspect of it of like okay follow your pleasure follow what feels good to you like go against the grain and also um be aware of like what are those modes that restrict you does that make sense 
I think so. So in the past when I've hired coaches, when they're just like, this is what you're supposed to do, do this. That's like what made me contract was like, oh, you can't do this fun workshop idea. Like, no, you have to do, get on a call, sell them this way. You have to sell at this price. So pretty much anything that felt really uncomfortable in my body. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So when I hired a coaching program, it was called 10K in 30 days. That was all constricting. Every single thing that they taught me. Yes, there was really some good marketing strategies, but it was also very like bro marketing. Like, yeah, host every day, get on a call. If you don't sell them on the first on the call while you while you're talking to them or the next day, you're not going to get a sell. Like that led me to depression. Girl, I know. I know. And yeah, it's a, it's a masculine approach. It's completely different. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it made me depressed. That's when I struggled the most in my business was mm-hmm. four years ago when I was in that program. I just kept doing what they said, but it did not feel good. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work for me. I know. I'm so glad we're talking about this. I think it's a very important conversation. It's kind of why I wanted to hear like, what was your experience? Yeah. Um, and this isn't to like discount anything or like say there's like, you know, it probably did work for them and mm-hmm. but, uh, because it, it was in alignment for them or whatever. But a lot of that, some of that can be pretty manipulative or just a very old paradigm or just a masculine approach that doesn't feel good for most of us feminine energy people who, yeah. So I think that there are core and you've been into marketing. So maybe we can talk a little bit about some core things in business because I believe that there still are core pieces that we, you know, make sure we're doing, but it doesn't need to fit in this constrictive box. And I felt like that way in several times in my journey as well. And I've always kind of been like a rebel too of like, fuck this shit. I'm going to do it my own way or take what Mm -hmm. resonates, leave what doesn't. And I say that to my clients too. I'm like, you know, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. I'm going to share foundational things, what's worked for me, some ideas and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I would, uh, what are some of the core things since you've been, you're like really great at marketing and you've been in this realm for a while that you would say are like non-negotiables or just maybe that's a restrictive word itself, or just like something to like really be aware of as you're growing and scaling and building your business. Yeah. So sales calls is one that's kind of easy to talk about. So yes, I didn't feel great. Like, oh, you have to sell on the call and da 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 and you have to say this uh template you know but you could always use it as a foundation and you understand the sales tactics and the sales process mm-hmm. and then you can weave it in in a way that works for you mm-hmm. so some ways is you truly have to get to know your client on the other end You have to get to know them. You can't just jump on the call and you know what their problem is and then sell them. You have to have them tell you, them bring it out. They have to feel it. People do make, you know, they buy based on emotion. So that is like a must, I think, is really understanding your client. And that's in everything, in your content, really speaking to them, in your sales calls, really speaking to them. 
really knowing that you solve a problem. Like this is just the basics. This could be for a clothing line. This could be for coaching. This is for a relationship. Like you have to understand your target audience and you have to learn how to speak to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a must, of course, or else you're going to be speaking <laughs> to everybody and not super dialed yeah. into what your people want and need and desire and fear and all of that. And that takes yeah. practice and really understanding who you're serving. Yeah. And then consistency, like everybody's going to say this, mm -hmm. but like it too, takes, some people <laughs> don't yeah, like it. seven to 13 times seeing it before they buy. And it's just true. Like, Yes, there may be that one exception or few exceptions that, oh, they they found about you, they bought on the first call. Cool. Those are great. But you do have to show up consistently. You do have to keep being repetitive about what you're saying and what you do because it is a super fast-paced world. So, mm -hmm. yeah, like putting out an offer and then, oh, I didn't get it after I talked about it five times. It's not enough. Yeah, yeah. And that is – Probably a big thing for a lot of people. And I, I said it with a sigh because I know how it felt for me. And, you know, many mm -hmm. times I think I've grown more through launches <laughs> yeah. than, than almost anything because you really have to like work through whatever comes up for you. You got to believe so freaking hard in your stuff. Like you got to show up to the finish line, even if it doesn't look like things are working, you yep. know, and um, repeat yourself multiple times and feel repetitive. And uh, a lot of people struggle with that and it's normal yeah. and it's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like it just happens, but you are so right. Like people have got to hear it multiple times in multiple ways. And you can also find pleasure and fun in the way that you share that through mm -hmm. stories, through, you know, how, why you created the program through your own experience, through client testimonials. There's so many ways that you could do it, but yeah consistently and showing up and sharing your offers are so important. Yeah. I had three failed launches before I, I even got my first. <laughs> yeah. But that was like before I even got my first sale. Like it was like so stressful and felt like a failure. And I had to learn that you have to just keep going when you feel like a failure and you have to keep talking about it. And there's people literally waiting. They're pushing the button and they're like waiting to buy. And you say like one more thing, three more things, mm -hmm. five more things. And I don't know. What's what's helped you, if you don't mind me asking? Um, a combination of things. What you just said has helped me. When I think, oh, man, my, that next amazing person who's meant for this is literally on the page right now. They're yeah. thinking about it. They're excited about it. They're a little nervous to take the full leap maybe, but like there's something that else that they need to hear that's going to support them in having that full body yes and taking that leap. And so yeah. that really helps with my the emails I create, the content that I create, the stories that I share. Just yeah. just that alone has been like uh, like my muse, so to speak, of like okay, like what's that one? What's that thing? You know, um, and and I'm thinking of the person who already knows she wants in. She just hasn't taken the leap yet. Whether she's yeah. been busy, she forgot, blah blah blah. She's a little nervous, whatever. That's one thing. Um, Another thing is to this, this happened actually, I never forget. I had experienced multiple times in launches where, you know, I would set these big goals. And if I didn't reach the big, big goal, then I would feel like it wasn't 
I didn't do good enough or whatever. And it took me, it disconnected me from my mission a little bit. And so I finally got to this point after multiple, not failed launches, but because I don't even like calling them that, but multiple launches that I didn't maybe had like a few people or whatever. Mm -hmm. I reached this moment, this point of saying, you know what? Fuck it. The next time I launch anything, I don't care if zero people sign up or a hundred people sign up. I'm going to have fun with it, period. Mm -hmm. And I just made this decision that no matter what, I'm going to have fun with it. It, that's it. That's the only thing that matters is I'm having fun with sharing it. And if people want to join me on the fun, cool. If they don't, whatever. Uh, but it supported me in um, asking better questions too. Because yeah. if I'm having more fun with it, it's not just about having more fun with it, but it's also keeping in mind what I said before of, all right, what do they, what, what, do, what do the people need to know, hear, believe, and feel to know that this is for them? And how can I do this in a way that's really fun? And so I asked myself better questions. And so when I made that decision, if things didn't go as amazing as I wanted or whatever, instead of making it mean something about me or my program, I would ask different questions of, okay, what what could I do differently next time? Maybe that prepares people more for what's coming or that educates them more about the experience or that connects them deeper with me mm-hmm. so that in the future, blah, 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 if that makes sense. Yeah. No, 100%. All those all those things play a part. And yeah, for me, pre-launching has helped the most where they can't even buy anything, but I just really warm them up, really warm them up, really tease it, tease it, get wait lists or something. So I already have like a list of leads and I'm like, okay, people are interested. People are interested. And then I have people to already talk to or engage. And I'm like, okay, people want this. That's helped me a lot. Maybe like a sign up or a form or a wait list. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, people aren't interested. Whereas if it's silent, you're just often thinking like, am I talking to nobody? Is nobody nobody listening? Nobody's interested. Mm. The wait list thing is a good idea too. How, How long do you often do your teasing before you launch something? Or before you, um, or while you do your waitlist, or is it different depending? Different depending, but a week, two weeks, at least. But a week, two weeks for me. That way, I don't get angry with myself if I didn't show up for two days or something. I don't like to show up on the weekend always. Um, yeah, I don't feel like you have to always like be posting five things a day or ten things, whatever. Um, I think it's good to just weave it in, weave it in, weave it in, but it's okay if you have a day off. Mm, Yeah, totally. And also making sure your energy is your top priority. That's the hard thing. I'm not going to lie. I know. (laughs) That is, that is the hard thing when you're like such a heart centered, you Mm -hmm. care a lot. Like it is. I think that you're right. It is not always easy. It is so fucking important though it doesn't mean like you need to be feeling like on fire 24 7 but man if i skip out on my practice or movement or something like it's just not gonna support me or the launch or anything 
yeah, you're literally reminding me that I need to take my own advice (laughs) and I need to go do some pleasure-based things, like go in my room and dance. Honestly, have some pleasure time, like turn on some sexy sounds, Mm -hmm. bring out my vibrator, like make myself do it. Because sometimes, especially as women, we put it to the side, we put it up to the side. And I don't know about you, but I sometimes, I still struggle with that. And I believe that I don't deserve it. Like Mm -hmm. until I get the goal, until I make the money, I don't deserve pleasure. So it's doing it first and it completely shifts your brain. And then you get ideas and flow and Mm -hmm. in that better energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely been in my moments too. And it's it's just like this reminder of like, actually that's going to lead to more. (laughs) It's like a catch 22 almost. It's like, oh, I don't feel like doing it because I got to do all these things. And it's like, well, actually that's what's going to shift your energy, get you the downloads, whatever, bring you peace of mind. So it really is, should be part of your strategy. Yeah. I have to (laughs) remind myself I'm such an ADHD person and like, go, go, go. And I'm like, no, I had to reframe my brain into like dancing, working out makes me money. Mm -hmm. So good. Well, I love this whole conversation. I feel like we went in so many juicy directions with all of this. Thank you so much for sharing this. Uh, we we talked about uh, sex, pleasure, business, dancing, all the things. So, um, and I'm excited to possibly have you at the retreat too. Ooh, juicy. Um, so where can people find you and connect with you and learn more about all the things that you're doing? Yes. So sexy biz babe is all the things Instagram. I'm very active. My DMS are open. If you have any questions, um, if you want to DM me pleasure, I have a really good free workshop on five tips to better sex and more pleasure. So it's kind of like the five things that may be holding you back. Um, so feel free to DM me. My podcast is sexy biz babe on all platforms. So check it out. And yeah, just feel free to DM me. Instagram is where I'm at and my links are there as well. Sweet. Thank you so much, Tia. I will leave all of the links in the show notes as well. And thank you for everyone listening. Love you so much and have a magical day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. 